All right, everybody, welcome to this week's middle of the week Key in the Lake podcast. We are here with Matt Brown of Blom Brothers, and as always, but not always, Wilson Torres of Union Horse Distilling Co. established 2010. Um, we're meeting up middle of the week to talk about Chicago's Whiskey Week. We don't really know where the origins came from, but we are a part of it, so we're going to talk about it quite a bit, quite extensively, and we're going to have some fun with it. Um, Matt, what are the origins of Whiskey Week? Whiskey Week goes back to uh, the Norman invasion of English, uh, England. Exactly. Um, 1066. Um, it took them a full week for them to find the sweet, sweet whiskey that was hidden in England, which is why they invaded in the first place. It was buried deep underneath the Roman baths in southwestern England. And, and I don't know the origins the of Chicago first, Whiskey Week. The first, <laughs> but the first bottle was born in Bethlehem, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's basically where of it all whiskey. goes back to, of, of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt's back Three wise men brought Glenn Karen. <laughs> well, there's four, four kings tonight. Shout out to Marty. Four Sh- shout out to Marty. Oh, God. Shout out to Marty Duffy. He's going to shout out. Jake, you were saying before we brought up that incorrigible scamp, Martin Duffy. Yeah. What about him? <laughs> no. He's a, he's, a, he's a beautiful man. He's a jolly man. He's a jolly man, and he's an awesome man. He he's is funny. He's probably one of the provocateurs, if you will, of all of Whiskey Week happening here in Chicago. Whiskey Certainly. with a Y. No, Whiskey no, with a Y, no, no, no E. e. Correct. Yeah, so we, yeah. Uh, we are um, kind of be talking about uh, some Scotch, maybe some Irish, and definitely American, too, since we are all three kind of within that industry here in American whiskey. But what, uh, what are we drinking today, Wilson? Today we are actually drinking a single-barrel selection of Union Horse, barrel number 0785, proof 120.76. Nice. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Um, you're the only human employee of Union Horse, all the other employees are horses? That is correct, and they work their asses off. (laughs) That's a horse joke, of (laughs) course, because asses are donkeys. (laughs) That's a good point. But no, um, yeah, we, so we are in, this is, we're recording on Wednesday uh, of the 27th of March, and this is the third day now of Whiskey Week. Last yeah. night, um, both Matt and Wilson were at Untitled uh, for an event, but before we get to that, let's have a little cheers, guys. Yeah, we haven't cheers. done that yet. Yeah, we haven't cheers it. All right, cheers. Cheers in plastic cups. Plastic cups. We're weak. We're getting we're we're You know, this is what happens when you do a podcast midweek yeah. and not on a Friday. We're not properly planned out. Well, t- my mind is elsewhere. <laughs> it's on Whiskey Week, my dear it boy. It is on Whiskey Week. So Definitely. Last night, Untitled. Yeah. Last um, night untitled. A, their seventh annual. I think seventh, seventh annual. Seventh annual, yeah. It was pretty cool. What do, you, what do you think about it, Will? It was steady. It was good. Um, I liked how steady it was. It wasn't yeah. fucking smacked you in the mouth and then mm-hmm. called me daddy later. That's why we have explicit rating. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I just, I loved how steady it was. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. What uh, were you guys, what, two, three-hour event? Three uh, hours. Three-hour event. Yeah, three just pouring, hours. pouring for the public? Yeah, I, I think they um, they charge a pretty modest admission fee of like 45 bucks for 45 like 80 bucks. brands or something. There was a lot of people there. There was a lot of a lot well, of whiskey people. Or it might not. It, their marketing said like 80 to 90 whiskeys. I don't think 80 brands. but uh, 80 whiskeys? Yeah. Yes. But it was, a, it was a good time. Yes. What I like about, um, what about, what I like about Untitled Event Untitled's event. You know, some um, some events that have super low barrier to entries, like free tickets or something, mm-hmm. um, or they're on like in the middle of the day on a Saturday, um, attract people who are just kind of looking to get drunk, not yeah. necessarily 
try whiskey that they haven't had before. AKA shit shows. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, the other thing about these kind of events, usually it's um, for the public, if they're spending that kind of money, usually it's like a birthday present sometimes or True. a Christmas present. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a people pretty, that are really appreciating. Premeditated drunkenness. There you go. Premeditated yep. drunkenness. Thank you. Yeah, I like I didn't that. Say that yeah, you know, you said the drunkenness right, and I said yeah. the premeditated right, so yeah, we got it. We got there. ES, I had an ESL moment there. Teamwork ESL makes the dream work. Yeah, um, but I agree with you, Matt. It was uh, it was nice because um, we had true whiskey fans. Cool. For, yeah, for, for, the for the most part. For the most part. Or uh, if they weren't that, they were curious enough about it to ask good questions too. That's I what agree. I like. That's all I like about this event. I agree. And I said, because it's so nice, and because it's the pace of it all, yeah. it allows you to have those engaging conversations. Yeah, for sure. And hopes, you know, that it turns around to a sale for our local, you know, partners and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Josh of, um, of, United, of Untitled, I should say. Um, he is the beverage director there. So he actually hosts this event. This is the second one that he's taken on on cool. by himself. And he's done really well. So he was very accommodating. Uh, always checking up on us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, just class act dude. He's Very a cool. dude. Extra accommodating to me. I got a great table. Oh, yeah, oh, you had, he had a 12-foot table. I heard there's a problem 12 with 12-foot table for three skews. Well, you know, uh, Blonde Brothers is a very li- large um, cabinet of things, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Barrel cups or glasses or whatever the fuck he's... <laughs> yeah, so I enjoyed my table. Right up, it, no, big table right up near the front. Big table. Um, I probably looked pretty silly all alone behind it with my, as uh, aforementioned, three skews. Oh, nice. One of which, <laughs> one of which has been out out of stock for about four months, but Untitled <laughs> still has it. So there you go. I figured I'd pour it. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a cool layout because down there they have there's two separate rooms. True. So it's not one big area that kind of gets bottleneck places too. That's what I really think about that place. Right? Yeah, it's a good point to bring up. So if you guys haven't been to Untitled, if you live here in Chicago, it's it's a great, it's one of the top ten places to go for, you know, a, a whiskey selection so that you mm. can indulge before yeah. you go by. They always have cool uh, events too, live music and stuff like oh, that. Oh, burlesque shows. Burlesque shows. Yeah, I haven't, Ooh, I nice. haven't taken in one of those yet. Ooh, so. oh, a very long time I, ago. I do like the way it sounds. Nice. Um, so yeah, what was the... Uh, <laughs> what was your kickoff to the Whiskey Week? Um, for myself, I guess I'll start there. Well, you, um, had, you had a kickoff. We didn't have a kickoff. It's true. Uh, yeah, I started off at... Well, we did because Matt and I... I had a tap off. Exactly. I just tapped it off and started um, kicking it off. Matt oh, just nice. rudely joined my inaugural night of Whiskey Week. <laughs> um, so I was sitting at... Did you at, the third wheel, dude? Kind of. It was, it, was quite, it was quite great, though. <laughs> How many times did I apologize for And you did not interrupt anything, zero, actually. Zero times. So, no, we... Uh, <laughs> because I'm very rude. <laughs> we went to Fountainhead um, on... <laughs> on uh, Monday night to start kind of the uh, to commence our, our night or our week of uh, drinking a lot of different drams. But um, I wrote about that on our website, too. You can check that out uh, um, at keyinthelake.com under the char section. But, uh, yeah, my, fun, my fiance and I, we started at Fon- Fountainhead, which is one of the best whiskey bars, I think, uh, here in Chicago. Certainly. And they have a wonderful single cask um, rare selection, about 30 deep on the menu. Mm-hmm. And we went there to try some different bourbons, a little bit of uh, scotch, too, and um, a little bit of uh, what we have, triple smoke from Corsair. Cool. Um, was also Triple smoke was yeah, 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 the barrel pick too. So it was nice. real, a real nice. Um, Bob, who's a beverage, beverage director over there, gave us a, a, nice, a lot of nice access to take some bottle shots and everything like that and really talk us through the menu. 
Um, and as we started our second dram, which I was drinking some McKenna, which is just won best mm-hmm. uh, best bourbon and best in show at San Francisco Wine and Spirits competition. Um, Matt just walks into the door and just pulls up a seat right next, right in between my fiance and I, and just starts drinking and talking to me, and just basically nudges her out of the I, way. I pulled. He's, the, a, he's a dad. Best thing about it is I pulled a chair from a table, not the bar. So I was sitting. My <laughs> so eye level was a good like two feet underneath them. That's he's a, like, hey guys. That is a, fall, that is a fallacy. But, um, but no, Matt did walk in. Was we were on our second dram, I believe I was drinking McKenna, yeah. and my fiance was drinking that Corsair that we just talked about. And uh, no, Matt came and joined us, and we sat for an hour, had some cheese curds, had some whiskey, talked to Bob. Curds, Delicious. Yeah. Um, pairs really nice with the smoked whiskey too. So. I wasn't offered. Oh, I did offer you some. No, it's fine. No, you did. No, it's fine. It's I whatever. did not hear me. So I did I'm offer right. you some. It's fucked up. Um, Matt did not. He sat at the corner, the very corner of the bar, since we were already in the corner. Um, but that's kind of how we started the whole uh, week, or at least uh, Matt and I. Um, I'm not sure what Wilson did on Monday night. Probably cried a little bit. But. I cried a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I normally... That's my well, you're day fine. of cleansing. You're, yeah, you're, you're just hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I just... I just well, actually, truth be told, I flew in from Charleston. I, I landed at 7.30. I was at, right. I, unlike these two hobos, hobos, was working on Monday. So I, I landed at 7.30 O'Hare. No, I'm sorry, Midway. Mind you, Midway at 7 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. making it to our place by 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. And then my first call of the day... Uh, sales call was at uh, Summer House, nice. which is obviously direction I came from already, mm-hmm. you know, and it was there for an hour. And then from there, I went on my second call. So I was working. Yeah, so I'm not even going to go into the full agenda. If I'm going to be called a hobo on this show, <laughs> I'm just going to stop carrying around my bindle stick and put on some clothes without holes on it. So so I was that's working. what I'm going to do. The funny so that's how I start off my week. I work. Slandered. I work. It's the f- Monday. You work. The funny thing is that I used to be a hobo, so that's <laughs> I, tr- truly I didn't have a home for a number of years. I well, just that traveled. was because you traveled. The choice, yeah. but um, but now I'm more of a housebroken, if you will. Yes, you will. Because <laughs> of marriage and things like that. Soon to be married. Soon to be married. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, that was kind of uh, our Monday night. Um, last night, obviously, the U.S. were entitled. I was at St. Louis um, for a cocktail event with Good Beer Hunting. Um, it was all based around making Irish whiskey cocktails. So Powers was one of the sponsors. Oh, along cool. with uh, cl- uh, counterculture coffee, and so about eight or nine different bartenders. Counterculture coffee, very Same counter. Five times fast. But yeah, it was cool. It was a cool concept. So all these bartenders, uh, mixologists, and teams from local bars, and one guy from LA who ended up winning, Tate um, Foreman, who was from Bebo Ergo Sum, which is the bar that he, I believe, he's a proprietor of. Really? Yeah. So he won the, co- the cocktail competition. He comes in every year for the good beer hunting uppers and downers. Uh, show and they just kind of asked him last minute if he wanted to be a part of it. So he flew in with all of his equipment and. So he got asked last minute and he ended up winning. The yeah, thing? yeah, it was, it was tough. It was a tough choice between. Matt, um, well, I'm gonna just have to enter a cocktail contest <laughs> in LA <laughs> and lose it. to him and get Let's last place. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, he's, he's, a, he's a good dude. Um, and then he came in second to uh, Donovan Mitchum, uh, who is a part of Money Gun. Actually, that was my favorite cocktail. He made this really, like, 
uh, fennel and anise flavored drink and a little bit of orange in there as well, mixing greatly with the coffee oh, nice. um, and nice with the whiskey too. And it kind of took me back to my, my grandpa who made a homemade anise candy, really rem- reminiscent really? of that taste. So then oh, I wow. told him that. That's He's like, dude, you need to get her pulled that recipe. I'm like, well, now my uncle owns it and my cousin's <laughs> next in line to own it. So I'll probably <laughs> never get a hold of it. Um, but no. Anise is tough to work with. It, yeah. It could, yeah. Be, it could really ruin a cocktail. Yeah. And it blended perfectly. He had a little wafer in there as well, a caramel wafer inside the drink, top of, whipped, top of whipped cream. So it was tasty. I was, I was surprised he didn't so win. That, what do they call those? Blowjob shots? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> something like that. But uh, that was a good time. And then they actually, it was all part of um, raising money for Planned Parenthood. So they raised $1,000 in tips oh, for Planned right. Parenthood. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And one of the bars. Regretting that blowjob joke now. Yeah, we are. I retract No, it's good because it retracts. Because you liked it? Pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Support your local Planned Parenthood. Um yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. Um, one of the bars raised like four hundred and twenty dollars in tips. Oh wow! Uh, so basically, like half the money. Um, and That's that bartender cool. came in the People's Champ competition, basically a winner from that. Oh, so. But you like the money going to cocktail? That was my favorite, um, and actually, um, Tate, the guy who won, that was probably my second favorite. Um, okay. But there are some really good ones out there. A couple other guys from how many uh, participants were there? Or? Eight to nine. Um, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of it was a lot for a small space in the back um, bar yeah, area. Money no, it was at St. Louis. Oh, it was at St. Louis. Yeah. Was it on the patio area it, or the, the front People area? could overflow into the patio since it was kind of a nice night. It was 37 degrees, so Chicago. Oh, that's yeah, nice. You know, yeah. the wind died down, and <laughs> yeah. you're drinking Irish coffees. So oh, yeah. That's oh, nice. Hey, yeah. Actually, that makes it... Yeah, uh, just warm, warming of the soul. That's cool. Did the Powers team come and judge it? or? No, it was, was mostly it? folks from Good Beer Hunting, um, the owner of Leatherby Distillery, Cool. We're kind of the main people. So you got some malt row. Yeah, malt yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're still on malt row, and I'm really sure where their operation. Are, are they not still on malt row? I, I, that's why I'm asking you. It's impossible to know. Yeah, they could be. True. They literally could be anywhere. Right they could now. be right. I, they were used to be like right, right where we are. Door. Oh yeah. Right. By the way, we're still recording um, rent free at Beguile. We actually haven't left. They haven't realized that we're doing a podcast <laughs> up here. Um, it's been about seventh podcast now. Well, I do leave we, a nice tip at the end of the evening. That's good. So, mm-hmm. so that, that covers our fees. Yeah. 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 And uh, we unfurl our little hammock like sailors, <laughs> yeah. and we all sleep in the same one. I actually <laughs> just crawl up into the skee-ball machine, the little row right there, and just snap out <laughs> I right go there. home, because I actually, have one. You two hobos can do whatever that would work. you guys want. You know, work. if I'm going to be called a hobo here, then I do not need to cook this one bean and slice it one very thin <laughs> and share it with all of you guys. One okay? Bean, one bean for all of us three to enjoy. Right, tell me what you think about this. Um, yeah, this, talk about uh, that for a little bit. Turban. Um, I, have I don't think he had enough. Bit. Yeah, I don't think he had enough to really get the full effect of it. Um. Well, shoot. I just drink. I just drank a beer too. Mm. Uh, so, you just had some dicey, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, the euchre. The euchre. Oh, yeah. So um, I do definitely appreciate uh, like it's kind of like focused corniness. Mm-hmm. Um, not like corny, like ho ho ho, but like the like the vegetable. <laughs> Like the sweetness, the grain, Matt. The grain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna say something specifically about the corn, because really, like, you get most of your sweetness from the corn, ultimately. And I don't really like when um, either the age or the wood or or, or just like um, just like the 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 recipe kind of masks the corn sweetness, and it just comes out as like saccharin mm-hmm. or like breakfast cereal sweetness. I, I don't really, you. I don't really like that. Yeah. So I like that. That's like forefront. Appreciate that. And then what's the what's the overall mash bill? Because eighty corn, twenty rye. Okay, oh, nice. so I'm getting I'm I'm getting baking spice from the barrel, but not from the rye, which makes it 
go down a little easier because like when you have a, a high rye bourbon it tends to which i like but it, it tends uh, to get it, yeah, it right in the tonsils or like yeah. molars like kind of towards the back and uh the baking spices is a uh, is uh, a really cool way to finish out this whiskey so um no um yeah my pleasure union horse no uh, malted barley huh no we don't use a malted barley um as you know or for those who don't know, adding malted barley doesn't really offer a lot of taste if at the small percentage that's used commonly. Almost never has Almost, to be. Yeah, yeah, it's more of an enzyme. Right. Um, its purpose is more to act as an enzyme. Yeah, definitely. Unless you're going to um, go full malted barley. Correct, right. yeah. And then, of course, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's yeah. a lovely thing. Um, but in this case, yeah, we don't. We feel that the flavor, our, our intent is to offer a full flavor, right. straight bourbon. Nice. And we... Which is why we go high corn, high rye. Yeah, right, yeah. You know? okay. And then, um, and what we just sipped on is 120 proof, so mm-hmm. it's actually not a lot of burn. No. Not a lot of heat. No, it drinks way under yeah, that. Yeah, drinks way under that. So yeah, that's I'd agree. Kind of intriguing. Yeah, definitely. How does that happen? It probably depends on the way you guys distill I mean, it. Yeah, I mean it's fermented. Um, can up the, the levels and temperatures that you're doing it too can help out. I mean, obviously, <clears> when you really add the yeast and all that stuff. Because you're a fan of our. Barrel strength rye, mm-hmm. which is 100% rye. Yeah, and that's sp- it's it's it, it's not. I don't want to say hot in a bad way, but it's, uh, it has some steam to it for yeah, sure. But it's got so much flavor to it too. But again, you know, our intent is to offer full flavor in in the experience of indel- you know indulging in the Union Horse product. So um, yeah. Um, other than that, speaking of mm-hmm. one of the things I noticed at um, last night's event, Woodford Reserve was there, mm. and they had these flavor wheels placed on their. Uh, yeah. On the table, have you ever seen those? Um, I I don't know if I've seen Woodford's particular, <clears throat> but please, please continue. Yeah, so they had so they brought their double barreled uh, bourbon, their regular bourbon, and I want to say I, I couldn't read the third of the bourbons that they mm-hmm. had on hand or whiskeys because I don't know if it was a bourbon. I'm a big fan of their double barreled, so maybe they their rye. I know they have a rye. Okay, so maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, I've noticed uh, so it, in front of each of those you know, experiences or expressions, I should say, they had a flavor wheel really made and it gave you the flavor profile in a visual manner. And That's cool. And I always wondered, do you guys use flavor profiles at all? When you guys represent or you share a taste like, oh, you know, you should you should taste this, you should smell that, so on and so forth. I, I, I used <clears> to. Um, I never do. I just feel no. that it's just... I kind of took that old school approach of you know some other you know, master distillers and owners of very reputable um, legendary distilleries where they want you to try the product and then yeah. find the flavors for yourself. Because I wouldn't want to influence anyone. Exactly. I agree. And you want to make anybody feel bad that they didn't find those flavors too. Yeah. Obviously, when you're teaching a staff of people, mm-hmm. you kind of want them to find those flavors that your distilling team and the owners of your company were working on to produce in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's a little. That's a little bit different um, situation. But when it comes to engaging with customers or engaging with folks at an event like that, one of the best things you can do is to wait because the voluminous um, of the crowd, too, is going to be so loud where you can't hear everything you say. Yeah. So yeah. let them find it. Let them talk to you, engage with you, or yeah. like even ask them. You know, maybe they, they're sipping and they kind of have like a little bit of a unsure look on their face mm-hmm. or maybe they don't know, know what to say or say anything at all. And then you can ask the question, what did you find? Yeah. Or did you taste this, maybe? Sure. Um, but most of uh, have the person who's drinking 
the whiskey kind of come at me with what they find because maybe it's something you didn't discover the first time too. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. Because yeah, I know that I, I don't like guiding there. No, but I understand it's. Um, I I understand its utility when it comes to like people who. I mean, don't drink whiskey the way we do. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Very um, good point. You know who who might not who might not associate like um, fruitiness or carameliness with yeah. like drinking drinking a a, a whiskey. Um, that being said, like I had a really interesting conversation with someone who doesn't who didn't who um, came up to my table and was drinking uh, some Blombro stuff and mm. doesn't really drink whiskey at all. Okay. And and she says to me, you know, I noticed this. And she also mentioned, oh, I love this. This is the best thing here. Mm. It's my favorite thing, better than anyone else's here. Is that what she said? Thank you. No, not really. Well, kind of, yeah. But um, she, I mean, she liked it, but uh, that whole time when I was... Distillery sit at one mic. When I was was saying that, I was looking Wilson dead in the eyes. (laughs) But um, no, she was liking it, but she also mentioned, like, she asked me, am I crazy? I've noticed a lot of the whiskeys I like here have almost, like a saltiness to them Mm. and I was like um I'm not I'm not entirely sure uh, about that specifically but then we started talking about it and she was like yeah you know like um like a pad of salted butter has that kind of weight to it and like a little bit of like a little bit of like bite back I don't Mm. remember exactly the way she put it but she was experienced what I would call like a, a, a full a, a, a full palate, like yeah. a bourbon that like sits really on the middle of your palate, yeah, like has that coating to it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she was picking up on that, but she didn't have the vocabulary to. She to, was to, find to, that caramel to, spice, probably. Exactly. Yeah. She didn't have the same vocabulary as us, but what she was describing was something that like. She's experiencing what you were trying to it, produce. Exactly, yeah. and it, and I would say even like at a more. I mean, a lot of people don't pick up on that, so mm-hmm. she she has a really good palate to have picked up on that too. So that's cool. It was really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, uh, you know, I think it's always uh, good to remember, like we're not the only guys, or we're not uh, people in whiskey. We're not the only guys who can taste all this stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, Even though people absolutely. don't under under quite um, uh, understand or appreciate it the same way we do, mm-hmm. it's st- it's still there. They're still getting it all and like enjoying yeah. it too. No, I mean even like sometimes when I'm at a bar, I feel like I need to show my chops, if you will, with sure. the flavor in the palate. Yeah. Um, kind of exp- that I'm personally experiencing. Not if not even if the bartender even knows I'm working the whiskey industry, but just kind of like start a conversation. I think that starts a conversation sometimes. Mm, yeah. Even though I'm probably wrong with that because <laughs> most <laughs> no. times, you, all times you come off pretentious when you say things, but uh, um, trying not to, obviously. But uh, yeah, no, even like the other night with uh, with Bob over at Fountainhead, mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of spearmint from the McKenna. Yeah, and, for sure, dude. And it was just like sitting on the top of my mouth after I had uh, what did I have first. Um, you had one of the scotches first. No, no. I didn't. Brittany had the Aaron. I had. What did he have? You were sitting between. Yeah, it's true. You were sitting between <laughs> us in a low chair. But that one, to his defense, it was already gone. Oh, okay. um, I know it was a bourbon. Perfect timing. I had. I had. All, I had. All, oh, it was Russell's Reserve. Oh right. Yeah. It was a little more oh, spicier. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that. But the tenure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, tenure. So yeah, it was. It's a little more spicier. You get a lot more oakiness, I think, from it um, as well compared to the McKenna. And it really just kind of like refreshed my entire palate, which is strange when you have back-to-back whiskeys. Yeah. And, and I was like, I kind of like, 
yeah, Bob, I think it's a lot of experiment. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah silver. <laughs> <laughs> since you picked, since you picked this barrel, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like I, I kind of want to get it right too. Um, but yeah, no, it's a definitely. You know, it kind of just shows whenever you're in this industry, you're still always still a little bit of intimidation, if you will, for somebody you, when you're approaching somebody you don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you guys ever deal with that? Yeah, all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the joy of what we do because it's another, mm-hmm. not necessarily, I mean, it's an educational opportunity. It's an educating opportunity. Yeah. Um, for you, for you too. For, for me yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for absolutely. Because as Matt, you know, noted, you know, we're not experts yet. You know, um, we could do what we do for the last however many years we've been doing it. Yeah. But because there's so many new people coming and in, coming into this wor- new world of, of brown spirits, it allows us to really own our craft, mm. not only in the craft that we represent, yeah. but to also educate how to communicate that. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's a good way of putting it. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Like last night, I agree with you. I had a lot of newbies. Mm. A lot of newbies. So I found myself, cool. which I often do, you know this from our time together at Cobalt, I always associated fa- flavor profiles with personal experiences. And it's usually with a yeah. food. It's a good way of doing it. Yeah. You know, like our barrel strength rye. I always, for the examples, like a beautifully charred steak yeah. that's just medium to medium, you know, medium, medium rare. And then taking a half a stick of big red gum and just softly mm. chewing on that. Mm. That's how I represent. Softly chewing. That's great. Softly chewing. That's Not like completely biting because sometimes. I, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that was like what Booker you know? always, Booker Noah always did with customers too. He'd always be like, "What do you experience? You know, yeah. Where's it? What's it take you back to? What yeah. are those? Exactly. What are the, where do your senses go?" And that's yeah. kind of what I was talking me, about with Dennis. Yeah. It takes me right night. back to Gibson's. Shout out to Gibson's. Uh, and having you Sliders. know, yeah. Dude, the fillet sliders are phenomenal. But when I have a steak there, they do it right to that, and it's that's what it takes me back to. So yeah, I always, yeah. I, it just it it mm-hmm. brings their fear down, if you will, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and lets their palate really come out yeah. in, ver- yeah. in, in verbatim. You know, cool. like oh, I actually taste this. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know what? You're right because that's what you taste. Anyways, yeah, you know. So yeah, every day I think we deal with that. Even buyers. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's it's even cooler that. Yeah, yeah. When I a think buyer. So. Well, yeah. I mean, that. talk about what I mean, if you can um, talk about what you just where you just came from. Yeah. So I just had a great uh, conversation with some folks downtown at a at a wonderful hotel, and um, we were going through our prof- portfolio. Don't worry, I'll answer Jake's question <laughs> a bit, listeners. <laughs> I am still here. Continue, Wilson. The gray and the gray. Downtown, thank you, Matthew. And uh, it's just one less place he can go to. You know, that's just the way I look at it. <laughs> so you know, and it was great because the buyer was just like, "Hey, this, this is different because he spewed off whatever he spewed off, which I took notes of because I can't remember everything." Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, "Okay, I didn't say anything to it. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Okay. Try that. Okay, great." And he spewed off. His, ex, you know, experience. I'm like, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. What are we going to go with? You know, so it's just a matter of that connection could be found in a, but you, the, in a common taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to inter- not to interrupt, but to interrupt. Yeah. It, um, but you were doing a barrel pick. Yeah, we're doing a barrel pick. Expl- explain what that is. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, you know, that's right. Matthew, you should have answered this question. Because, <laughs> you know, 
I'm still, you know, English is hard. No, it's, English is hard. Yeah. Um, so basically, what we offer, um, and a lot of us offer this, is a barrel pick. So what we do is we take samples out of, call it three barrels. In this case, it was bourbon, and we presented the three uh, samples of bourbon, you know, in a proper way of tasting, a nice Glencairn glass. And we review the nose, the palate, the, um, the viscosity, the color, yeah. uh, and then we go on to taste. And then we give our palate a break, and then we add a couple drops of water, of mm-hmm. course, if they wish to mm-hmm. take it and bring it, maybe bring it down and proof some um, for their application, if you will. And then we discuss it. And then we go on to the next one and the next one. In this case, we had three samples. We went through that same process for each of the three samples, and then... It's really hard to really decide that in there because you will get stuck on two of the three. Okay. You know, so it's one of those things like, okay, let's give our palates a break. Let's reconvene. Let's revisit this yeah. tomorrow or next week. And or so forth. Like the point of a barrel pick for a company like that is so they can have something that's totally rare and exclusive to, to their, to their yes. bar. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. then we brand it, you know, it's our branding, but then we add it on a secondary label, mm-hmm. you know, Privately, privately picked by, yeah. in and this case, the gray, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I was doing at, at uh, Fountainhead the other yeah. night. It was, it was all cast. They had traveled across the country and overseas to go find their own barrels mm-hmm. at these distilleries mm-hmm. to have a, an expression of a whiskey that is totally yeah. their own because that, that barrel is only sold at their it's place establishment. It's the ultimate allocated item. It truly know, owning is. A, owning yeah. a bottle from that only that you can only get from one store yeah. at one time. Yeah, and like the cool thing with McKenna we were drinking mm-hmm. the other night, that was their last bottle they yeah. had from that barrel. So you, it was great. You know, it only, not only was it named best best whiskey in the world, if you will, we'll speak about competition some other day, um, and what, they really, <laughs> what they really mean, but no, I mean, but they have that, that title from that competition still yeah. doesn't carry a lot of clout, um, but not only to have drink that, but then be drinking their last bottle from the barrel that was um, mm-hmm. filled just for them. It's pretty uh, pretty cool. Yeah, well, what I love about the barrel program that we developed is, and in 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 unlike others that are out there, but I don't necessarily just bank on the exclusivity. Yeah, um, we're still in our infant years being part of the Chicago market, so the application is where I actually mm. really focus mm-hmm. on. You will have this select allocated amount of wi- of bourbon in this case for you to do what you wish. Okay. Cocktails. Neat or on ice. Yes. Further aging it in a cocktail barrel. Yeah. You know, you know, it, or idea. offering it as in your in your uh, sweets. And I think I mean there's so many applications that can go along with it that it makes sense. Yes. 100%. I think we all three come from the same approaches. When you're enjoying your whiskey, enjoy it the way that you choose to Correct. do so. There's no right or wrong way to have it. No. No. I'm speaking for The Matt only too. wrong way is not to have it at <laughs> all. Every, yeah. <laughs> there every, you go. Every day at the distillery at 1 p.m., we have, uh, we have uh, Blonde Brothers Bourbon and Coke. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's cool. I know that. See, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. cool. Uh, but, but all all whiskey is good whiskey. You know, you yeah, have right. it any way you like. It yeah, doesn't absolutely. matter. I agree. It's the... It's a, the drink of the people, my my, my friends. Yes, yeah, sir. Definitely. Brown space for this brown person all the way. Wilson. My my last name is Brown, so he You're was referring to Mr. me. Mr. Brown. Yes, I have. I a, was re- actually referring to my ethnicity. Yeah, <laughs> his, his skin tone. Oh, be, my be, uh, Being uh, Mexican. How can white people just take all the privilege away from me? I know. I can't have that moment that just being brown. You weren't even. You weren't, even, you weren't you. even here for the Mike Marino podcast. He took that away from you. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, you did. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. You're bad. 
It's bad guy. But in a good way. Give me some. There we go. I'm bad. <laughs> Real bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure we got on the whole barrel pick uh, tangent there, where we were going with that, but it is kind of an exclusive way to have a nice uh, a comedy to yeah. your bar. Well, it's cool. A lot of people will be um, interested in uh, um, your thoughts about it. And, I mean, it's a hot topic, you know. Everyone, mm, It's yeah. really emerging as, like, a... The, the item that um, whiskey collectors are clamoring for yeah. now that a lot of uh, not a lot of other stuff is so rare and you know it's mm-hmm. kind of out of sight for a lot of people it's yeah. true but their local store might have uh, a really great uh, Buffalo Trace or mm-hmm. Four Roses mm-hmm. uh, barrel pick that like speaks to their taste you know yeah. and it's fun to amass like uh, one store or a restaurant's like barrel picks too because you then you kind of connect the through line yeah. and it's almost like it's getting to know that <laughs> store owner yeah. super a, intimately yeah. you know very good point That's, you and Mike hit at least yeah, yeah. it's a very yeah. good point because yep. you both are, are Willet fans and I see where yeah. that connect because it's amazing the that slight connection, that small mm-hmm. little detail, yeah. Yeah. opens up a little bit more time for that. <laughs> yeah, and for sure. You, didn't, you know, engage yeah, with it to learn a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of barricades, and you know, I was in Charleston over the weekend for my girlfriend's uh, father's Brad, retirement. You yeah. have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Cool dude. Yeah, well, you um, a wife. You were married, and yes. this guy's must have, get married. I'm trying to keep and up an image here. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, oh, sorry, oh. sorry. Get down with that brand. I'm trying to be a tough guy here. He's wearing a leather jacket. They got in Jersey in 1988. It has a little bit of chains on it. Do you like my patch? I do love your patch. <laughs> oh, it's a three-star Chicago flag. Exactly. Well, guys, let's we'll talk about whiskey week again. Yeah. No, no, we'll be back to that for sure. Um, but yeah. I had my first um, store barrel pick. Is this it? No, because we're... What? No, as far as like in Charleston, I went oh. to the local. So their version of a Bitney's is called Bottles yeah, down yeah. there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... So I went to go pick up, you know, some wild turkey and for the old man because he loves it mm. as a gift and, or an antimic cocktail for him. Anyways, so I saw literally a barrel pick of Elijah Craig, 94 proof, $22.99. Oh, wow. Great price a for that. barrel pick. $22? dollars oh. I'm like, that's got it. I mean, I've had Elijah Craig. I enjoy Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me grab it. I tell you what, it's phenomenal. That's awesome. I mean, and the thing is, small batch. So we're all small batch, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a good majority of us. Yeah. So I think that's where it's going to. Um, I, I'm not saying that gone are the days where people can go to Wild Turkey, yeah. can go to Willet, can go to, you know, the Kentucky, you know, good old boys and say, hey, I want to do a barrel pick with you. They do them, what, a dozen no. a day? Oh, yeah. You know, and that's great. Less now than they used to. Well, used I mean, to, but yeah. you know, for kind of sake close, of con- you know, for, for sake of conversation, yeah. And to, well, it's a, that's a whole different conversation. The yeah. portfolios, but for changing. us, yeah. Yeah. small guys. Oh yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying. A yeah. small batch barrel pick means a shit ton. Absolutely, yeah. a shit. Ton. It's guaranteed money. It's that, but at the same time, it's like whoa. It's that good that you guys bought a whole mm-hmm. fucking barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good point. You know what I'm awesome. Yeah, and it's barrel strength. Yeah, dude, I'm in. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, mind you, it's not the twenty two ninety nine that I came across. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you're, you're still yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, one dollar more. Two tree, Inflation, you know, dollars. You know, tree, plus ten point two five tax. Chicago. You know, that's uh, I love it. You know, that's and that's what makes it a lot more fun because not it's it's we can't do this for everybody, but. So you still go through the practice of aligning yourself with the proper 
part possible partnership and relationship in order to offer that to them. Yeah. No, that's a It's a, a lot more work. It yeah. truly mm-hmm. is. But when it lands, it's huge. Okay. Definitely. It's huge. What are your what's your experience been with Barrel Pick so far this year? Or recently? Well, uh, I mean <laughs> or are you doing You've that? got some great experience with Barrel Picks. Oh, I picked up <sighs> off premises uh, Elijah Craig. Oh yeah. Mm. Picking it up tomorrow. Nice. The uh, with the ROM sticker on it. Is there a ROM sticker? On um, it? yeah. It's uh, there's a Facebook group that we're in called ROM's Playground. Oh, the Playground. Yeah, yeah I, I saw probably, that. Yeah, so there's. That's going on a damn bottle, dude. Yeah, ROM Emanuel <laughs> on it. a swing set and before he leaves. Tony with Prat Lightfoot, Winkle right? Yeah, oh, or Perry Winkle is so, it Lightfoot? So one of them, and then uh, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's our so, that's our mayor for anybody living outside of Chicago. So Barrel, former chief of staff of President Obama. Yes, thank you. So uh, Barrel Smith. picks. Um, oh boy, where do I even start? So we do we did, I guess, kind of. We don't really do it that much anymore. But barrel picks of the old fangled, uh, so the older MGP stuff that we have, and um, you know, back uh, in November, December 2017, I was begging stores to bring them in. You know, mm-hmm. I was begging Woodman's and North Aurora to do a barrel pick. And uh, they took it on. It was very well received, flat, and you know it did well, and it was great. Um, flash forward to the summer of that same year or the next year, 2018, we were doing barrel picks. Um, we sold uh, two barrels to a store in Tennessee, and it sold out in two hours. That's awesome. And then we sold uh, two barrels to a different store in uh, the Nashville suburbs, and it sold out in less. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So Great. it blew up. So now we're into the uncomfortable position of telling a lot of people no. And as, like, our projections change and telling people who the answer was yes a year and a half ago, like, yeah, I mean, sorry, we don't have this older MGP stuff. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll, we'll hit you up when we have our own distillate that will be ready to do a single barrel program. But yeah. we're not quite ready. And people, no, and, and yeah, and people don't, um, don't really un- understand, like, what, well, why don't you have barrel picks? Why, why can't we uh, do them? You have barrels. And I'm like, yeah, but... Most of them are destined for the blend with mm-hmm. other barrels. They're just not strong enough to stand in their own. Themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it's, a, it's a tough road, and it's awesome that... Um, Those are 30-gallon or 53-gallon fi- casks? Uh, we only have 53-gallon right. yeah, barrel, yeah. barrels now. But, um, for, but it's awesome for, like, uh, for a company like uh, Union Horse that, uh, you know, it, how many barrel picks do you think they'll have? Like six or eight? That's also a huge investment, yeah. you know? I mean, and, and just, it's it, a lot of barrels that lot are barrels. good enough yeah. to, to be single <clears throat> barrels. Yeah, to be single live barrels. Live on their own. And live on their own, correct, and then go to market by themselves. Mm. But we don't have that. We're not, we're, we don't have a large allotment yeah, for this sure. program. Gotcha. Which makes it Sorry that to speak much for you more. There. No, no, okay. but you're absolutely okay, correct. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, like you guys mm-hmm. on Galena. You know, we do not. Yeah, because the that one lot. downfall of selling a barrel, multi many barrel picks, is that you don't get your product out to enough diversity through other markets. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, you want to rely on people hearing about your brand before you're, you know, bringing what you, what you said mm-hmm. earlier, guaranteed money. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's also a nice way. There's a, in a way, it's kind of better to get your name out there to more of a diverse right. public. Mm-hmm. And you sell too many, and they start to step on each other's toes if you're a small distiller. That's a great point. That's a great point. You yeah. know, so um, even though we've seen a lot of uh, uh, a, a huge groundswell support for our stuff, like if we had three or four uh, 
12-year-old barrel picks out on the market, it would just, like, yeah. it would cho- they would choke each other out. To relate it in simple terms, it's like when Starbucks had a Starbucks on every corner in every big city. And yeah. Like, oh, we have to close, like, was it 5,000 stores that one yeah. year or something like that? Yeah, because you're just competing over just one another. Yeah. Oversaturation. Just eating yourself. Right. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's a really nice insight to what barrel picking is because it is kind of confusing, I think, when people see mm-hmm. numbers next to a, a barrel or a bottle um, on a menu or see oh, yeah, single yeah. cast night. What does that mean? Yeah, um, what does that mean? That's a great explanation just, of it yeah, all. There's just, just a lot more behind it. And I think, you know, for a true barrel program, <coughs> just a last you know thought on that, yeah. I think for it to truly work in a mutually beneficial manner, it has to come down to application. You can't just buy a barrel mm-hmm. and just put it on the shelf. And For sure. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I give a lot of credit to off-premise where they pre-sell mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. barrel. Yep. You know, and then, then, I mean, that gives them every reason to go back for another one from someone else. Definitely. You know, but for us, you know, for Matt and I, I think it, it really has to be used. You have to have a cocktail on the menu in order to go through that much because that's a lot you can't just say yeah I'll take a barrel worth and just let it sit on your shelf and then if someone asks for it neat or on a rock or in a custom cocktail great but now you're just sitting Cool. On premise barrel picks are kind of notorious for being slow movers. Definitely. You know? But that's why we do our we do our due diligence yeah. with our find the good partner. Find the good it. partner, make good sure home that, for it. Yeah. Like as I'm, as I said earlier, making sure that just it's not a single single application purchase. Mm-hmm. Cool. There, there's other ways to use it. Great. Just, yeah. no, no, that's yeah. great. That's awesome insight. Um, let's kind of get back to, I guess, what we uh, came to do this roundtable for. It's made up of three barrel people. Barrel picks? Triangle. Oh. Um, <laughs> not a round. We, we came here to talk about barrel picks, right? Oh. Oh, just, oh, I mean, if you guys did, um, we, can no. tr- we can turn off the mics. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I, sir, I, please. I can go get... I only exist if I'm being heard. I, I can call Harrison. Probably no, come and talk. do not call Harrison. <laughs> Whiskey week. Uh, okay, I'll be I'll be at Delilah's tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, Where will you be, yeah, Wilson? No. Whiskey week. I'll be at Delilah's tonight. Yeah. Are you pouring tonight? I am not pouring tonight. No. Okay. No, not pouring tonight. Tonight is a more of a educational night for me. Cool, yeah. definitely. Yeah, what are you doing at Delilah's tonight, Matt? Uh, so I'm taking part in uh, Mike Miller's uh, What's in the Barrel, I think it's called, mm-hmm. event. So, Six o'clock. Um, yep, uh, he is highlighting... Um, he is highlighting uh, different uh, strategies to finishing whiskey and like oh, port cool. and sherry cask and stuff like that. And so we have a couple of them. Actually, he might have the fullest collection of all of our finished to like uh, limited edition That's stuff. Surprise. Yeah, That's exactly. Mm-hmm. He probably has a better. Um, he probably has a better uh, Blom Brothers collection than uh, us, actually. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. It'll happen with these companies where like, people ask you all the time, like, do you hold on to the old barrels for nostalgia, you know, so you can have a 10-year-old? It's like, no, we like, we like to keep the lights on. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys like Mike have, like, yeah. the best collections of all the small distilleries. What nostalgia? We're, we're living with it. Exactly. That's a goal. Exactly. <laughs> no. And then after that panel that you're a part of, oh, yeah. uh, is uh, it a panel tonight? Four um, Kings? I think it's more, it might be a panel. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, you, I don't know. Upstairs? I may be, uh, uh, oh, that I do not know. Okay. We'll, we'll all find out I mean, together, I it's guess. too late for me. I'm going to try to throw this up tonight, this podcast. Okay. Um, we'll see. Got a lot of things to do. But, um, got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of, of thoughts on this. I have to write up this episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, that's, uh, that's awesome. And then, um, yeah, after that, at 9 o'clock at Delilah's is the Four Kings release. Right. Four Kings release. That's yeah. it. That would be cool. Yeah, it's a um, it's a mixture of four different dist- Midwest distilleries that um, create a whiskey, and this is their fourth iteration mm-hmm. of it. It involves Journeyman um, from Three Oaks, Michigan, Corsair from Nashville, uh, Few from here right up here in Evanston, 
and Mississippi River Distilling oh, over in okay. La Claire, Iowa. Right. Iowa. La Claire. You know, because Iowa, we're known for our corn. Yeah, <laughs> your corn. Yeah. No, that's it. Corn and this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right. Oh. Um, uh, but, yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun event. Um, for myself, I'm going to cover um, Bourbon and Midnight. Um, yeah. Matt and Wilson did not get invited to that, unfortunately, because no. they aren't women. No. But neither am I. I am a big fan. Yeah. Of women? Yes. Okay. And bourbon. Both. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, actually, Brittany, she was pretty jealous that... That she, you're going she was, no, she wasn't jealous. She was just mad that they actually let me come to cover it for press. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's like, you're not a woman. I'm like, well, you know... So I heard... Actually, I heard her say that when you guys... When we were on the phone oh, and yeah. we were coming back. <laughs> and I'm like, she was. She's down. She did sound mad. Yeah, she's like, you don't... You are not that. You know, That's me. As she's a woman in bourbon... Yeah. She's going to a freaking Bulls game tonight. Oh. Why would you watch the Bulls right now? When you could be tasting bourbon with women. That's a different set of balls. <laughs> gonna leave that balls. There. Yeah. Um, and then also tonight is uh, back at Fountainhead. They are doing like a Buffalo Trace night, doing yeah. some pours, doing That'd some, cool. um, I believe it's a barrel pick as well. Then also doing a cocktail, cocktail competition. Um, so it's kind of a lot going on there. So I'm going to bounce back and forth there before we all meet at Delilah's later Delilah's, on, yeah. um, which will be a nice one. And then tomorrow is kind of the big day. Yeah, tomorrow's World Whiskeys. World over of at, Whiskeys. Uh, Benny's on Marcy Street. Marcy Street. So I, they're literally going to be how many brands do you think will be? Like? All of them. Everybody that's on a show <laughs> practically. Yep. Um, good old Irish, good old Scotland, good old Midwest, good old coast yep, to coast. Definitely. Uh, Japanese. Japanese, um, yeah. Gosh, we're gonna, it's going to be this morning. It's always a good time. It yeah. is a very good time. Yeah. Um, problem is, is that, you know, when you're a small guy, you either get stuck with a barrel top <laughs> to display your, literally. your uh, literally, you get a barrel and you put, place your spirits on it, or you just stand there with it in your backpack and start uh, just pouring. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Well, you just don't have a really No, I mean, it's, so it's like a literally two to 300 distilleries lined up in this yeah. giant retail space called Benny's yeah. that has this giant tasting room and it's little imagine a, a small whiskey barrel not even a full whiskey barrel always yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're just shoulder to shoulder with distilleries to go and mm-hmm. taste so. with hopes that you get someone to come up to talk to you yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know? but if you're Matt Brown you get a 12 foot t- table I'll come it's talk to you <laughs> it's in my rider <laughs> only green skittles yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's in. It's important that I get only green Skittles because that means that they read the whole rider. Yes. So it's just a. I have a whole lot. Yeah, I have a whole lot it's of pyrotechnics in, in my act and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. that are very important that you read the fine print. <laughs> what is your act? <laughs> hey, oh, oh, you'll see. You'll all see. Oh, I'll, and then we. Uh, the I'll only be there for two hours, so you know. <laughs> there you go. I have limited time. You, you have limited time to experience everything. I'm only there for two, from two to four, so hopefully you do it during the industry yeah. and oh, press we'll, session. We'll find out. Out, oh, boys. Don't yeah. worry. And no. then we we end up Whiskey Week on Friday at uh, the Hyatt Regency downtown Chicago. Are you going to that? Chicago? No, we are not taking part of it. Um, it's pretty much more for the big guys. Yeah, I mean, it's price cool. tag wise. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. I know it's a, I mean, it's a really cool. Uh, you've been to it, Matt? Have you? No. Okay. You've been to it. I've never. Oh, been you to haven't. It. No, no. Okay. I've never been to um, it. Yeah. No. It's a really great event. <laughs> Matt just, just shanking it, shrank in his chair. Not shanked his chair. <laughs> now he's back to where he was eating with Brittany and I at the bar. <laughs> you make me feel a lot shorter. Than I really am. Um, uh, no, but um, <laughs> I, I pulled. 
Okay. I'm laughing I, so much I, I, can't, made, I can't even think of the name made, of Friday. I made eye contact with Jake and just pulled the lever on this office chair that I'm sitting. So he was mid-thought. And I just shrank like nine inches from the from the lever on the chair. Not the first time you shrank nine inches. Oh, Whoa! No! I would have to start with nine inches, and that's not what's going on. It looks like a, when a snowman melts in your front yard, and it's just a, a carrot and a couple lumps of coal. Thank you for that depiction. In the mud. Oh, Matthew. Oh, no, man. Dude, um, stop. We just lost our Christian yeah, audience. that's it. We're done. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, what's on Friday? One Friday's Whiskey right. Whisk, and then uh, the, the whiskey after what? parties. Whiskey Fest. There you go. Uh, the whiskey Hyatt Fest. Yeah, so and then probably some after parties. I'm sure at Delilah's. After parties, Delilah's, Fountainhead. Fountainhead. Everywhere throughout the city, there will be small ones. Uh, there will be some, actually, some pop-ups, I hear. Rumor has it there's about oh. three pop-ups that are happening. Okay. Um, Do you know where? No. Okay. They're supposed to be announced day of gotcha so I don't know if you heard anything that's all I heard I know well. there's one tonight actually ooh um in Logan Square where oh. exactly I'm still haven't heard it's where the hipsters hang um no Whiskey but um, also tomorrow night is it tomorrow night that Jay Henry's having their release at um uh, uh Delilah's too yeah Delilah's yeah. I think they're the late ones that's so 9 tomorrow, to 11 right? nine. yeah tomorrow yeah. night yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you guys don't know Jay Henry Delicious Wisconsin bourbons. Uh, I think they really have, well, they use the Solera um, method in their... I think they use the FEB system. FEB system. So that's where they um, they proof down some of their whiskey to like 30, mm-hmm. 30 proof, and then put it in used bourbon barrels and then cut the bourbon, fr- the, the cast strength bourbon with the... With the 30 already in there? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they have that further complexity to gotcha. it. Yeah, okay. they do some really um, unique bourbons. They it's really a really do. cool four, company. How it's they, all four yeah. grain too. Yeah, and which is unique. Oh, yeah, that yeah. that is the thing. It is, was, and is everything is the youngest whiskey f- four years old? Five years, five, five, five years, years old. Five yeah, years old. Yeah, they just yeah. had their seven year drop not too long ago. That's right. Yeah, he was there for the. Is it fall or before the holidays that he did, that he dropped that? I can't remember when he dropped it. Uh, I I may, it was, might have it, been they, in the new year. He even. had. I believe he had. A, I feel like he had a bottle of it during the um, some fall events, but I don't know if they actually released it in the market. Yeah, I don't remember. Really I think it's pretty recent. Okay. Okay. I think it's this year. Definitely. Yeah. So check out Jay Henry. Uh, great set. I think they have Outside four. Outside of Madison, right? Right outside Madison. Yeah. Actually, they grow their, their yeah, own grain, cool which is really cool. So they actually started off as farmers yep. and then got into, obviously, the spirit side of everything. So great family, um, great story, phenomenal bourbons, uh, finished bourbons, to be exact. Um, and, you know, they're doing really well. Nice. They're doing really, really well. And for the second podcast in a row, Nick, one of the brewers at Beguile, he's pouring a big bag of something into a big bin of something. So that's yeah. pretty unique yeah. um, to have, Sometimes I guess, there. Sometimes those bags but not are unique. bigger than him, man. Yeah. I wonder. Hey, Nick, Nick what's Nick's, up, man? Nick's waving to us. Nick's by himself as the whole... <laughs> um, as um, the other uh, two members of the brewing team are in Beijing for a beer festival. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's pretty cool for them to experience that. Um, other than that, guys, is there anything else uh, you want to hit on before we say goodbye? Hey, Bob, um, over at Fountainhead, give me a call, man. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, man. I want to meet you. Yeah, no, other than that, we will be uh, back on Friday recording uh, with Jared from The Native. He's the owner of a nice little whiskey bar here in Chicago. Um, does some really great stuff. Has a great atmosphere to it. <clears throat> he does. Um, do cool kind of uh, events, if you will, or kind of a... Uh, 
just nights to bring people in that are kind of always different with music and dancing and things like that and cocktails. Um, he has a great collection. Uh, I know both of these gentlemen want to be on his bar shelf. Oh, for sure. So they might just drop in and you know, hang I out. I just may just say, hey, how you doing? I, I think Matt was going to leave a bottle of Blom Brothers here in our um, oh, recording studio slash upstairs loft at Beguile that they still haven't figured out that we're recording here for free. <laughs> Other than Nick. And living here. Yeah, and we asked for a key when we come in. You two hobos are living here. Well, then other than that, guys, uh, thanks for joining me here. And everyone else out there, have a great rest of your week. Enjoy some good drams. Drink some good whiskey. Not on us, but on somebody else and everybody else. Uh, check us out at keyinthelake.com and at keyinthelake, which is on our Twitter and Instagram. And Matt, do you want to throw anything out there? No. Okay. Cheers, guys. Wilson's at 312 made, and we'll see you on Friday. Oh, Cheers. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> we'll have to re-record that whole outro, huh? Why? Go for it. Okay. Uh, official Matt Brown fan club on Twitter. No, on Instagram. Shit. On it. God, dude. Official Matt Brown club. Fan club. You are. I'll just post it for him. <laughs> Thanks for put listening. Put a link, yeah. Put a Thank- link down into there for him, Jake. Thanks for listening, everybody. And like I said, we'll see you on Friday. Be good. Drink bourbon. Cheers. Cheers.